Welcome to Asian Glow Up. We're your hosts. I'm April. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jojo. In this episode, we'll talk about how we met each other, how we got to New York, and how long it took to adjust to life post-grad in the city. We're currently in New York right now, so if you hear any background noise, like honking or sirens, that's just part of the city's soundtrack. Jojo, you are technically the first one to experience living in New York City. Do you want to dive in about where you're from and how you got here? I moved to New York two years ago. April and I actually hit our two-year anniversary on September 1st. Wow. I'm from Houston, Texas, born and raised, and I attended the University of Texas at Austin, Hook'em Horns. So I started off college as a psychology major, switched to biology pre-vet, and then junior year of college, I shifted completely into a creative role. And at UT Austin, the portfolio sequence is actually very competitive, and I was cut after one semester. And I remember the professor straight up told me, I don't think this is for you. So the summer before my senior year, I found myself doing a program called MAPE, the Multicultural Advertising Intern Program. And I was at a media agency, which if you know me, it's completely opposite of who I am as a person. It deals with placing creative ads in places that reach the target demographic. So I'm very much on the opposite spectrum of that, but this internship really propelled me to realize that. What do you do now? Now I'm an art director at an advertising agency and maybe it's actually kind of crazy. It places you in whatever city that you get chosen for by the agency. So we could have ended up completely in different places and we might have not even met. I always knew that I wanted to be in New York, but I didn't know how badly until my first summer actually doing it. Without Maeve, I wouldn't be here. And I can say that with 100% confidence. <laughs> I agree with Jojo on that too. So yeah, I'm from the Bay Area and I went to school at UC San Diego, which is a very STEM focused school. All of my friends were like biochem majors, computer science, whatever. I went into college and my very first year I declared communication major and a business minor. And I did that all four years. So I think it's really interesting when I hear people say they switched their major so many times, especially from ones that are very, very different from each other. So I always kind of knew that I was into not the creative side of things, but just like media in general, not media specifically, like media planning and buying. Didn't you say your dream job was to work for a magazine? Yeah, like growing up, that was definitely what I thought I was going to do, like work for a magazine, Mm -hmm. being editor, writing, just something in the creative field. I just wasn't sure what, and I didn't know what kind of opportunities were out there. Mm -hmm. And through MAPE, that was where I really learned the possibilities of what I could do. I applied for it my senior year, so I only did it once. I did it the summer after college, and it was such an amazing experience. It really felt like that great in-between from college to adulting and working full-time. We lived in a dorm in Brooklyn Heights. It was an NYU dorm. A little bit janky, but honestly... Very janky. (laughs) I actually didn't mind it as much (laughs) as I would say others did, but I liked how everyone that needed housing. So people who weren't from New York and were interning in New York were living together in this one building because it really created that sense of camaraderie. We were all here for advertising. We were all people of color and we're all here to like fuck shit up and like Mm -hmm. make things happen for ourselves. And like Jojo mentioned, if I didn't get placed to New York because I applied for a few different places. Jojo, I think you mentioned you only applied for New York. Yeah, I took the risk and kind (laughs) of really committed and only put New York. Yeah, see, I didn't really consider that I was kind of like okay well I didn't choose places like OC in California because I was like yeah because I was like I'm not trying to go to LA or like OC I did put places down like Chicago New York obviously and 
probably a few others I don't remember. So I could have ended up in Chicago and who knows if I would have like ended up staying there instead. But that first summer in New York was really amazing. I think I really fell in love with the city, being around other people that are also interning. And it was just a really great experience overall. After Maeve ended, I had a little bit of time to figure out if I wanted to move back to California or not. Because before doing Mape, I was pretty set on staying in San Diego. I love San Diego so much and I could have seen myself there for a little bit longer. In some ways, I feel like my time in San Diego was cut a little short, but I digress. I ended up getting a part-time internship in New York, which was exactly what I wanted because I still wanted to have time to go to interviews and relax. And after Mape and all the stuff that we did, I was just like, this is the time. So my MAPE internship was for an influencer marketing agency and my clients were in the beauty space. So that ended up working out because the job that I was interviewing for at Influencer was also around account management and influencer marketing with the same exact clients that I was working on. So that worked out. I'm still there. My two years are coming up and so far so good. New York has been a really great experience. I've lived in three different boroughs in total, which is crazy. And like Jojo mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we're all not tied to any specific apartment right now. We're at an Airbnb and we're just trying to figure out (laughs) day by day. Yeah, we'll find a new apartment probably all together when we're back in the city in early 2021. The job posting for the current position that I have now was actually sent by a friend that I met through MAPE. Her name is Stacy, and we're still all really close friends to this day. That was actually kind of how we met Jackie. So Jackie, do you want to talk a little bit about that? I'm originally from Southern California, Orange County, and I recently graduated in 2019. And when I was applying everywhere, I only wanted to stay in California. So unlike you guys, New York was not my first choice. I didn't think that one, I could afford it. Two, I had I knew no one there. I had no family, no friends there. So I'm like, how could I go to New York? And when I was about to graduate, I was applying for jobs and I applied only in California, especially because I work in the tech industry. So I really thought I'd be in Silicon Valley, tech job, corporate world, all that stuff. So I literally applied hundreds and hundreds of jobs all over the Bay Area and SoCal because I only wanted to stay there. Did you have an Excel sheet? I did. Sure. I, see. <laughs> I will pull it up for you. Um, it's funny because when you apply for jobs, they have the same role, but in a different location. So I applied one in Boston, one in Atlanta, one in Houston. The ones that got back to me were the three out of state ones and it, they came really fast. I went all the way through with Boston. And when I made it to the last round, they're like, hey, we have New York City. Do you want to go for it? So I applied for it. I got it. And yes. I actually was kind of scared because I was like, the California ones didn't get back to me, but the New York offer was like, we need an answer soon. But I said, fuck it. And <laughs> I made it to New York City. Yay. So that's kind of how I got here. Um, I ended up getting that role and I had a mutual friend named Chris P who did the May program as well. He was like, I have some friends still in the city because he actually is in SF. But when I was looking for friends, I was like, anyone, <laughs> everyone, like I will meet whoever. I will go on all the blind dates. Yeah, I will reach out. He told me about a friend named Stacy who April mentioned and I hit her up just one time and I was like, 
hey, I'd love to meet you. I'm new to the city. Can we get food or whatever? And literally that same night, she was like, I'm going to K-Town. We're going out. I think I went to Morrow the first night. We got drinks. <laughs> the next time we hung out, she invited April and our other friend Joey, and I met them. And it, we just got along super well. Yeah, so I think we went to Gopchang's story in K-Town. People may not know, but Gopchang means intestines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good. So I think we got like kimchi fried rice or something. Yeah. But Anyways, that was Saturday night and I already had plans to go to Flushing the next day. And knowing that Jackie was new to New York, I was like, oh, you should just come with us. Mm -hmm. And I was also planning like an upstate apple picking trip. And I was just like, let's just invite Jackie. She's cool. <laughs> so we did become really fast friends. And then after these outings, we basically just invited her to like everything. everything. I'm so grateful. And she passed the audition. <laughs> yes, she did. Thank you. She <laughs> Welcome to the club. You guys had a set group already. And the one thing that I was looking for when I moved to New York was really to have a friend group. Because when I first moved there, before I met you guys, I went on Bumble BFF just to meet new people. I was reaching out to other friends, like any mutuals. But it's like you have one friend here, one friend there. And you're like, how do I really kind of merge everyone in one group? Also, it's like you're working, everyone's in separate boroughs, all that stuff. But when I met you guys, you kind of really just included me and we kind of just became one big friend group. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it keeps expanding too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we yeah. keep adding people. We had a great acronym going on where all of our letters spelt out JJJ Beer Deals. <laughs> but it keeps changing and expanding. I think that's the fun of New York though. You keep meeting new people. So when you guys first moved here, did you guys have friends beforehand or you guys met through MAPE and you had a set friend group from there? When I moved to New York, I did not know anyone here before really. All the friends I've made here for the most part were somehow through MAPE. So really props to MAPE and- <laughs> MAPE it happened. Oh, <laughs> Hashtag MAPE it happened. But I also want to kind of explain what Bumble BFF is because I know that we kind of mentioned it. So if you're not familiar with dating apps, Bumble is a dating app, but Bumble BFF specifically is for making friends. So you're still swiping. You still have like a profile and pictures and whatever, but you're swiping for friends, not swiping for dates or like mm -hmm. a relationship. I've had really great experiences. Some people I still keep in touch with, mostly just through social media. Yeah. But... I suggest if you are moving to a new city, going to a new place, like it's a great way to meet new people and try to find mm -hmm. who you really connect with. Yeah. And you can learn a lot about the city too, through people who have been here for longer than you have, especially when you don't know anyone else. Mm -hmm. So I actually ended up moving to New York, knowing a good amount of people. I had found my first apartment with one of my mate friends, Komal, and also one of my friends from college, Lindsay. And it kind of really worked out. We found a really cute apartment in Bushwick and I was there for two years and I really enjoyed my time. And I found myself though lacking that central friend group though because I had so many random friends from college, from Maine, from work, just from everywhere. And it was hard to kind of be spreading my time between everyone, but not that I don't see other people now, but it is really nice to have one group of people that is consistent. You guys said you guys are hitting your two years now, but I feel like the group built just recently. What were you guys doing in the past two years? <laughs> Crying at home, being a friend. <laughs> just kidding. I actually, when I first moved to New York, I had really bad seasonal depression. It was really hard for me to leave my apartment. And I think because I was living with two friends who were not begging to go out every weekend, we ended up just staying in the apartment a lot and just watching movies or the excuse is always that it was too cold and mm -hmm. coming from Texas, like 
anything below 65 degrees is cold. Same. So I yeah, <laughs> I actually was hit really hard by seasonal depression and used that as an excuse, honestly, and mm-hmm. didn't really see anyone. Like I didn't even hang out with April or really talk to April. And I honestly do relate that to not really feeling like my full self and taking a while to really adjust to a new city. Mm-hmm. I would also recommend really just getting, use the city to get to know yourself. Because I know when I moved here, I literally was out every single day. I go to work nine to five after 5 p.m. I go home, change, I'd be out again. And I really was feeling that sense of burnout too. I was like, I'm exhausting myself. The New York City is very fast paced. You don't always have to be go, go, go. I really had to get out of that mentality because... It's like, no, like it's totally yeah. fine for you to stay home and take a day off. If we didn't go out, it felt like we wasted a day in New York. Because yeah. it's a city with so much going on that if we didn't take advantage of that, it felt like we wasted a day. Mm-hmm. And there will always be another event or something else going on in New York. I agree. And it's definitely not just like having friends or not having friends. It's getting used to such a crazy new environment. Yeah. Like the buildings are just so different. Like there's not as much space. Mm-hmm. Everything is just a little bit less convenient because you're not driving, you're taking the subway everywhere. It's snowing. I'm from California. There's no snow. I never had to think about that or like buying coats. My first winter, I bought so many coats. I totally overcompensated. And I was like, I'm going to need all these coats because it's going to be so cold. Totally did not need to. But it's just a lot of getting used to the little things. Like my apartment in a store we had, is it called a space heater? Yeah. yeah. It's just like that ugly silver heater thing in your room and just like really warm. And this probably sounds so silly and so small, yeah. but like I remember thinking like, oh, what do I do with this? What if it lights on fire? And it would sometimes make noise, <laughs> just like clanking noise. Yeah. And that's like such a specific example, but there's going to be so many little things that you need to Adjust get to. adjusted to. Like for me now, when I see things like that and among other things, it's so part of the background now New York is home to me I feel very comfortable here now but it did take time for me to get to this point Mm -hmm. I think it also took me around probably closer to two years to actually fully find myself loving living here and I mean I'm still on the journey of loving myself so Mm -hmm. it's just a whole process because I remember the second I landed in New York to be like a full-time adult here I kind of started breaking down crying Mm -hmm. I wanted to cry I don't know if I actually did but I remember at the airport, I was lugging all my suitcases and I was like, why am I so emotional? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The adjusting time is really just based per person. Luckily, I got ramped up with friends and all that stuff here. But I remember that I just met you and I got really, really sick in New York one time. And I was like, I literally could not move out of my bed and I wanted to get medicine, but I was just too scared to ask people. So that was like the time it really hit me of like, oh shit, I... I'm alone. I miss family. I miss back home. Mm-hmm. But we got you. Yeah. yeah I remember you telling me, because we were hanging out probably like a few weeks after this. I mean, when you told me that, I was like, wait, what? Like, why didn't you just tell one of us? Like, you would have come through with whatever you needed. And I was like, what, Jackie? <laughs> what do you like? The thing about New York City is I live in Hell's Kitchen. And even though it's only like, what, one to two miles from me and April? It's Uber. It's like less than $10. <laughs> but with New York City, it is really far. Like, <laughs> 
we love JoJo, but JoJo lived in Brooklyn, so there were times where we like, Bushwick. <laughs> we were like, damn, like, JoJo, let's hang out. But also, JoJo's like an hour away, and it, it's like a trek for both of us. Yeah. So it took a little while for us to kind of build that friendship. Even when you live in different boroughs, it's really like you live so far from each other, even though there's the subway. They say it's a long-distance relationship from pretty much anywhere in Brooklyn to, Literally. like, Astoria or even Upper East Side or Harlem. Basically wherever the trains don't connect. Exactly. Which is a lot of places. Which is a lot of places. Yeah. So do you still see yourself being here for the next couple of years in New York or do you think you would want to try a new city? So for me, I haven't really formally sat down to make a five to ten year plan. But originally when I graduated college, I was like, okay, maybe two to three years in New York and then maybe try abroad or maybe try the West Coast. But I just hit my two year and I don't feel anywhere near ready to leave yet because I'm only in my second job, but I'm also only in my second year of working full time here. I don't feel like I've advanced as much as I want to yet by this point. And not that there's a certain place that you need to be after a certain amount of years, but for me, I just feel like I have a lot more growth, both personally and career wise. So I'm honestly down to stay for, I guess, a few more years. Is it, It's weird for me because I still... I still feel very bright-eyed, like, dreamy in New York City. <laughs> I still talk to April and JoJo, and I'm like, wow, I feel like we're on vacation, and we're literally at Prospect Park, <laughs> and we're just going, doing a picnic, you know? And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Or we'll get food in Chinatown. Like, yeah, I feel like your first year, you definitely mm-hmm. still feel that way about a lot of things, because mm-hmm. there's so much, you're doing so much for the first time, since, you know, we're not from New York, so... Mm-hmm. Trying a new restaurant and yeah. like just being with us or with different people, it it does feel like you're on vacation. And to tie it all back in, I feel like now that we got used to New York and how it is, we want to build our own community here. Even last week, we volunteered in Chinatown because April and I have been wanting to get more connected to our Chinese heritage So we're putting an effort to actually build that community in New York. We want to find that one coffee shop or one hole in the wall that kind of like knows our name or the bodega that will know our order when we go in, you know, and I feel like that is our next step of what we're looking for. Yeah, I think we've done a good job of establishing ourselves in the city and kind of figuring out who we want to be and where we want to be, I guess. But now it's time for that deeper connection of, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't want to just be a California girl in New York. Like, yeah. I, this is you wanna be you. like, am I a New Yorker now? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> We're really building our home now. Yeah, definitely. And for me growing up, I spent a lot of time in Oakland Chinatown. And to me, it feels very nostalgic. And I think that's also why Manhattan Chinatown, or just, I guess, Chinatowns in general, like, that's somewhere that's, I guess, easier for me to kind of Connect. put myself in there and feel around and see like how I can give back to the community and not just take, take, take from this wonderful city that is New York City. So like I mentioned before, it really took me, I think closer to two years to fully feel like I live here and fully get adjusted to living in a city, especially like New York. And I think my biggest takeaway is that moving to New York really makes you grow the fuck up. It really does. Like you're away from your family. You don't have a car. You have to walk with groceries and carry them for miles. It's just a different place, a place that's gonna give you growth, both personally, mentally, career-wise. Yeah, something Jackie and I actually talked about kind of recently. Being in New York, your career 
is five years ahead. Is five years ahead, but your personal life is five years behind. Yeah. We're so focused on specific things. Like our career. Our careers. Exactly. And, yeah. and it's a place with so much opportunity that if we really, really go for it and work hard, good things will come. I'm, I'm like very optimistic about that. And we all work really hard and I'm sure we'll hit those like milestones. But personally, it's like, no one's getting what married. am I doing? Yeah, like, I'm yeah. not like, none of us are really thinking about that. And yeah, because I have friends from back home. They're looking at marriage and looking at kids. But for buying us, houses. Yeah, yeah, buying houses. Yeah, yeah. I have friends buying houses at home. So like, it's crazy. What? And for us, it's like, it's like how, I'm trying paying. to become, not C-suite, but I'm trying to be up there yeah. in a company or start my own company in it's five like, years. Who cares if I'm renting? <laughs> <laughs> like what they're paying for a house is what we're paying for probably the size of their walk-in closet. But it's so worth it though. At the it end is. of the day, I wouldn't trade this, I guess, lifestyle mm-hmm. for being home. And it's not for everyone. Like I have friends who visit and they straight up say, I don't know how you do this. Like I'm overwhelmed. It's too I just, loud. It's yeah. I saw a rat the size of a cat. <laughs> Can't yeah. do it. But you know, I'm proud of you and I appreciate you. I think it takes a certain type of person, but once you're here, there's not really a way for you to know if it's for you unless you try it out. Yeah. yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't be scared. Yeah. Yeah. It's be scary as fuck. Yeah. But you'll you just gotta do it. Yeah. Pull you'll learn it. from it. Like, not even New York City, any city in general. It's yeah. really nice to kind of throw yourself in a new environment because, like Jordan said, you grow the fuck up. <laughs> and I was babied my whole life. And going here now, I'm like, I have to do all this shit on my own. So I'm sure you guys have experienced that as well. Yeah, I feel that. Jackie and I are the babies of the family. Mm-hmm. So maybe JoJo doesn't relate as much. But <laughs> I was so used. I grew up with my grandparents. Like, I would literally wake up and my food would be next to me. Like, I'm not even kidding. I wake up and my grandma would have, like, made breakfast and, like, everything. New York, it's, like, reality hits. You're on your own. We have each other, of course, but it's, like, you really need to take responsibility for your own life. And, of course, us three are super grateful to be in a place Mm -hmm. like New York and have the means and the capitals even be here because so many people don't have the opportunity or the chance. Mm -hmm. I think it it takes hard work, but if your dream is to be somewhere, then go for it. Mm -hmm. You won't regret it. So now we're transitioning to our segment called Takeout Time, where we ask each other rapid fire questions. What was the thing that surprised you the most about New York after moving here? I'm going to say two things, if that's okay. That there's no like closet space in the living room, (laughs) if there even is a living room. (laughs) If there even is a, that's a good caveat. (laughs) And two, so I guess it's three things, low key, but two, that there's no garbage disposal in the sink. Yeah. Like I didn't know. you're right. Yeah. Why is there no garbage disposal? (laughs) Favorite neighborhood in New York City? Oh, that's hard. If you can only pick one. I love so many different neighborhoods for so many different things. And they're so different. That's yeah. why. Which is why I like New York a lot, too. Yeah. Because you can walk from one neighborhood to the other in 10 minutes, and it's a completely different feel. Different cultures, different yeah. foods. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say Bushwick. or What? <laughs> because I lived there for two years, and I, I have a special place for it in my heart. Okay. Fair enough. I would say, like, Nolita, maybe? Oh, yeah. Chinatown? Chinatown? Okay. Like Chinatown. That, that whole general downtown area, like Nolita, East Village, and Chinatown. I'm the same because I feel like I lived in Hell's Kitchen and I will trek all the way to Chinatown, <laughs> even though I have a grocery store literally right underneath me. I'm like, I need to go Chinatown and get my egg tarts and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's your then Yeah. <laughs> have you seen any celebrities in your time in New York yet? Ooh. Oh my gosh. So I'm the worst at recognizing people <laughs> and... In my last two years, I've seen two celebrities and they were all within like the last two weeks or like the last month. But I met up with this girl at Madison Square Park 
we were eating some sweet green and I saw two guys like were kind of looking over at us and I looked over and I'm like, why do they look kind of familiar? Oh my God, those are Daniel Daykin's sons with those viral TikToks. And I looked over, I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's Daniel him. Daykin. And it was so cute. It was like their family. There was a baby, someone who I assume is like his wife maybe and like his mom. Wow. We didn't go to them because I, I don't want to bother them and their family. And the second celebrity would be, it was with you guys, but I don't think you guys saw her. We were outside of Van Leeuwen's in Williamsburg and Zoe Kravitz walked by. And so mad. It was amazing. <laughs> she looked so good. Our friend Elliot, like, she, she walked right past him and he was like, Zoe? Like, he <laughs> knew her. her shit out of and him. she just walked past. I think I have one where I was literally getting out of the subway and, you know, the twins from Team Wolf? I was coming out of the subway and he was trying to get in and his subway car car wasn't working. And I was like trying to act cool because I'm that person to get very like starstruck. <laughs> and I was about to like, I didn't want to bother him, but he was literally having so much trouble. And I go to him and I was trying to act cool. And I was like, do you want me to swipe you in? And he was like, no, no, it's okay. So he literally just kept trying for like a good minute or so. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Let Sir, me just. Sir, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And I swiped him in. And then... So then you were stuck for five minutes? No, no. no. She was leaving. I was leaving. Oh. So I swiped him in. And I remember, this was before I met you. I remember I snapped Stacey. And I was like, oh my God, I met That's this dude. first like few weeks. Like, yeah, the first wow. like couple weeks I was That's in so the funny. city. It took me two years. So good job. So I think this is my favorite moment in New York. I love this story. Um, <laughs> oh so I was with some coworkers. We had some McDonald's because it was late at night. I probably smelled like chicken nuggets. <laughs> I walk to the train and I see Noah Centineo. He looks kind of like shady. He's like wearing his hood over. He probably doesn't even recognize. But funny. my coworker was like, you should go talk to him. I think that's Noah Centineo. I was like, I'm down. Was he walking or was he He was walking or? and listening to music and like just chilling. No one was around. So I run up to him. I'm like, hey, Noah. Like, we're friends. <laughs> like, you know. He goes, hey. And then I'm like, can I take a picture with you? He's like, of course, of course. And then it's funny because I took like a few selfies and I was like, I don't like these. Let's take them again. And then he goes, you smell so fucking good. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I smell like chicken nuggets. <laughs> did you actually say I that? I did not say that. But oh I was my God, like, you thank you. And then we got our selfie. And then I feel bad because I think I brought attention to him. Uh, this group of little girls oh. start running. They're like, no. And that was my cue to leave. I was like, thanks, dude. Bye. Can you post that photo? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I'll share that photo. It's cute. If you made it this far, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Asian Glow Up Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes where we continue to talk about things that relate to our career, culture, and community. Follow us at Asian Glow Up Pod on Instagram to stay up to date. 